Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Welcome. It's Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. The Ohioan Podcast with Brandon and Craig. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing well. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Inauguration Day, we'll definitely mention that um, kind of toward the end of the podcast. We've talked a lot about security. Uh, a couple news nuggets we'll bring up later, but obviously a big day for that. And also, um, on the podcast... Um, our second segment, our interview segment, was released this morning, and that was with our movie reviewer, Bob Garver, who uh, spoke with me this week about The War with Grandpa. I didn't know Bob De Niro had a new movie out, The War with Grandpa, and um, Uma Thurman was in it. All these actors from my past I liked. Um, you guys watch Pulp Fiction? It's my yeah. favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, Uma Thurman, remember from that? And I said, Bob... This has got to be a great movie. And Bob's like, no, it's a cash grab. Bob was kind of upset about that. But then Bob wanted to watch an old movie. So he talked about the old 1925 film, Go West. He was talking about that with Buster Keaton. And he said, that was great. So lesson from today, don't watch The War of Grandpa, but watch Go West. So, yeah, check that out um, with Bob Garver. And it should be fun. And obviously... Subscribe to us and, and please share us. We've been, again, encouraged by the growth that we've been having. Uh, but, yeah, feel free to pass us along. We, we'd love to, you know, listen to what you think about the podcast. I guess I'll put it that way. So a lot of things going on. And I, I got to say, the news I sent to you guys, I've been a little bit concerned about this myself. I don't know if this affects you guys as much. But um, for the past couple months, I've been working from home. Uh, with Gannett, it's good. I, I want to change it for the world. It's been fun. But, guys, I have not driven my car that much at all. Um, we have two cars. My wife uh, takes my kids to school, and we it's all good. And I don't drive, which is great. I don't like driving as much anymore. But um, it's interesting because I shared with you guys a story with Wallet Hub where they said Ohio is the 10th best state to drive in. And you might say, how do you know that? Well, they were looking at things like uh, the cost of ownership and maintenance of your car, uh, what traffic's like, what the infrastructure's like, what safety is like in, in our cars and everything else. Uh, do you guys agree with it? Now, again, we're not talking about drivers. We're talking about Ohio is the best state to drive in. So as a driver, it's good for you. Um, Brandon... Uh, you think this is bunk, or you think there's any truth to this? Depends on how you ask. I think if you're an out of towner, you probably will tell you your roads are jacked up. And uh, yeah, but it makes sense to me, having lived here long enough to my ins, ins and outs of Ohio roadways. So I don't know. I mean, maybe based on their metrics, uh, it maybe might make total sense. I don't know if it makes sense from an anecdotal perspective. Yeah, I, I just didn't – it's hard for me because I've been a Ohio resident all my life. So, I mean, yeah, I visit other states, but I haven't really been there long enough to say, wow, you know, the traffic's better or whatever the case might be. And honestly, um, you know, for Brandon and I, we live in the Columbus area, so traffic's going to be a lot worse here than it would be for Craig, who lives in Fremont. Um, 
Craig, do you think Ohio is a good state to drive in for you personally? Um, you know, I think ultimately it's probably a, a good state. Is it top 10? I don't know. It's hard to say. I haven't driven in every state to know that. But, um, you know, I would like to think that, you know, within that traffic and infrastructure, you know, we're 32nd in the, um, you know, in the, the country out of 50. Texas, actually, number one in this uh, this study was 33rd. So my assumption is, is that Ohio and Texas probably have really good ownership and maintenance options and safety. But ultimately, I don't know if I would say that Ohio should be in the top 10 because it seems like every major highway in this state, especially in northern Ohio, like Cleveland, uh, Toledo, Long I-75, always has some sort of construction going on. You just can't get away from it. It seems like Cleveland's been under construction for like 150 years now. I just, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's worth the top 10 pick, but uh you know, that I, I kind of shudder to think what, you know, visiting some of these other states would look like, you know, if you're driving. Well, and, and Brandon, I'm looking here at the traffic and infrastructure ratings, and it's the biggest no-duh in the world. The best state for traffic is Montana. Why? There's probably less than 10 cars in Montana, right? They probably still ride buggies and horses. <laughs> right. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, there's a ton no, of just... area, room, and there's nobody driving there. Why wouldn't it be the best area for traffic? Yeah, yeah. Makes you wonder why safety is so low, though. I mean, you know, Montana's number one, South Dakota's number two. Both of those states are 49 and 48, respectively, in the safety department. So, Well, they don't drive. There's not many drivers, but when they do drive, they all get in accidents, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I guess they have the higher speed limits out there, too. So, Man, <laughs> I can see the news reports now. The Ohioan calls out Montana for their, their driving record. <laughs> hey, but nothing against Montana. A beautiful state. I've never been there. I'd love to go there someday. But uh, just, you just kind of wonder. I mean, sometimes these, you know, you just kind of wonder how they always come to these sort of, uh, you know, come to these sort of conclusions on Wallet Hub. But they always do a lot of, you know, great work. And, you know, I'm sure that a lot of their, their data is, is sound. It's just, uh, you know, like on on the traffic and infrastructure, they have like a bullet point of number of strong wind and hail storms reported. Like, I don't know. Seems like a lot of work about something that people probably don't really care as much about, like the high wind or the you know they they probably care more about road quality and you know bridge quality and those are the same amount of points doled out. Actually, bridge quality less points than number of strong wind and hail storm reports. Yeah, I was thinking about this, and not to get totally off track, but Brandon, one of our first guests we ever had in this podcast was a guy, a Brandon, remember, from Idaho that was um, doing a ministry to strip clubs. Okay, so he called us from Idaho. So I know people from Idaho. Do you know anybody from Montana and North Dakota and South Dakota? Like, I hear of these states, and honestly, I'm a football guy. When I think of Montana, I think of Joe Montana, the old football player. I mean, I'm not <laughs> speaking ill about these, but these states – I don't, I don't think about, I don't know much about these states. Do you? Well, um, I believe my grandmother on my dad's side uh, was born in Montana. Oh, um, okay. And probably still has some family in Montana. I don't really recall me being in Montana. I've been to Idaho, and you know, if you ever go to Idaho, I think um, they have a great amusement park, by the way, called Silverwoods. So definitely check it out. (laughs) Is that in Boise or? Yeah, it could be near Boise. I am. You know, I was there okay. when I was I was in Idaho. It was a long time ago. I was a kid, so my 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 uh, sense of geography back then was probably very was very, very limited. I probably at least knew I was in Idaho. <laughs> did you but, hear, uh, did you hear growing up any good stories about Montana? I mean, I can't tell you much about Montana at all. I know we were trying to there was talk I think over the last few years. Someone's president, I think. I don't know. I, I, fact check me on it, folks. But uh, okay. someone wanted to sell Montana to Canada or great yeah. uh, Denmark. I don't know if it was part of the Greenland. Hey, let's buy Greenland. <laughs> or someone said sell, or just someone said sell Montana. It's a pointless state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and nothing against Montana. I'm sure it's fine. But, I mean, I don't – like, you think about states. Like, when we're thinking about the country, you think about some of the bigger states. And, yeah, you don't think about all 50 states at one time. I just – you know, we're, we're looking for this list. I'm like, boy, Montana I haven't known much about. North Dakota is a football fan. Um, Carson Wentz, the guy for the – 
Uh, Eagles was from North Dakota, and there's a draft prospect we were talking about the other day on our Steelers podcast that's from North Dakota. That's the only thing I know about North Dakota. Now, you might say, look, you've mentioned football 10 times in the past minute. You're just a degenerate football fan. Yeah, maybe I am, but I, I just don't know much about these states. So I'm looking at this list. I'm like, man, I, I don't know much about this. So yeah, sorry for the sidetrack, but I mean, this is probably the first time I thought about Montana in a long time. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but no, I agree with this. I, I mean, I look at the other uh, things from Ohio. Uh, you know, traffic is 32nd. It's probably because we have a couple of real big cities. I mean, I know we have a couple of rural areas. Um, we're going we're gonna to mention this later, but um, we passed this gas tax. Um, in the state uh, last year. And it was supposed to be a big deal. It made gas a lot higher. But then there's reports now saying because of the pandemic, we're not driving as much as possible or as much as we have in the past. The gas tax isn't really doing as much. And there might be construction projects that are going away. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the one thing that annoys me about Ohio, <clears throat> we need road work. I'm not saying stop doing the road work. But it seems like we're always doing road work in Ohio, right? Yeah, especially in Cleveland and I-75 is always riddled with construction barrels. I mean, that's why I, I, I feel like maybe 32nd on traffic. We must have made up for it on something because we are always under construction in Ohio. I don't Maybe everybody else is too, but it just seems like every major roadway always has some kind of project going on. I, I don't live in um, Canton anymore, Brandon, so this doesn't personally affect me. But our paper in uh, Canton did a story. There is a major road project on a major ramp in Canton that is going to be, I, I'm looking at now, it's at least a year. And it's going to dramatically affect traffic up there. And it just, it's crazy. I mean, I never heard of these projects they go as far, uh, as long as they do. Uh, what was kind of the question, Chris? Well, I, I, I'm just saying, like, this road work isn't just continual, but, like, in I-71 in Canton, there's a big uh, ramp. It's really important for people up there that goes from I-70 to Route 30. So if you're coming out of Canton and you're going west okay. to get to Mansfield and down to Columbus, that ramp is closed. Now, there's ways around it, but you've got to go for city streets. It's a pain. And, again, it's to get from Canton west. And that uh, 30 is about the biggest way to get west. And it, it's just crazy about how all there's just road work and everything else. So I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting report. I mean, I guess unless you've been to all 50 states, you won't know for certain. But it, it was interesting to see how we are. So next time you gripe about Canton being a tough place, uh, I'm, I'm not Canton. <laughs> I gripe about Canton being a tough place. Uh, I, if you gripe about how bad it is to be a, a driver in Ohio, think again. We have a good compared to other people. So I don't know. Um, what did you also talk about here? And this kind of, I think, it impacts us a little bit more. Uh, Brandon, I know you're working from home. Craig, you're working from home a little bit more. Um, there's a group that wants insurance to cut rates more for drivers. I know a couple companies were offering discounts when the pandemic started, when there's a stay at home order. But now, uh, the Columbus Dispatch is reporting that you know people are driving less, accidents are down, and auto insurers are making a lot more money because they don't have the accidents to pay out. And there's a group that wants more money given back to consumers and rates to be reduced. I think that's a great idea, but again, these companies are their own companies, so they can decide what the rates are. Uh, do you think this has any chance of uh, happening, Brandon? Um. I think to some degree, I mean, like our insurance, what we were, we had, um, um, we had uh, a minor accident in, uh, over the, within our, um, over the last past year. And so our rates went up uh, a little bit. And then we, we followed up with our broker, who's a, uh, a relative of ours who handles it and able, was able to get us a, a, a discount. So, um, um, yeah, I think it's. I think that it's. It's at least worth to go and reach out to your insurance company and see if they can um, um, cut you a better deal, um, especially if you're working from home. I mean, of course they can say it's no. Yeah, sorry, I missed a little bit of that. My my cat was scratching at the door, and 
again, Brandon, as you know, over the history of this podcast, me and my pets have had a a weird relationship. So I don't know. Uh, are you getting discounts in your auto insurance brand? Yeah, I was just saying that we were we were paying a lot because we had it. We our, our insurance had spiked because of an accident, and then like um, um, and then like we got it. We were able to get it down recently by just talking to our broker. So, um, yeah, that's what my recommendation is: just reach out to whoever handles your insurance or directly to your insurance company if you do it directly, and see if they can. Uh, give you a discount. I mean, if you're not driving, I mean, the nice thing is, is you could, there's a lot of options out there where you could probably, um, you know, find some other place that's willing to give you a deal. I mean, um, car auto insurance is pretty clear, clear, smooth process here. Um, yeah. Depending on what your needs are, if you, you know, I mean, obviously it's different if you need just limited co minimum coverage or, or, um, or full coverage, so. Well, and you never know what the job situation's like. I mean, I, I'm glad this is a permanent remote type position, but you know, sometimes you still need a car to go places and everything. So I don't know how much my driving habits are going to change once the uh, pandemic starts to fade, but I don't know. It, it's how good of you are a driver. <laughs> I'll play the fifth one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, well, I'll be honest. I haven't. I've been in a couple of things that were my fault in the past. Um, more recently, they haven't been my fault, but over the past like two years, well, it was like, I think two, three years ago now, um, we got hit twice, probably in a three month period. Now they weren't my fault, but still it, it affected it. And, you know, I used to think, okay, if you got an accident, wasn't your fault. You make out like a bandit. You don't, <laughs> you, you kind of get screwed by the car place and it's rough. And I, I was still ticked when I lived in Mansfield. I, I got a, uh, what was it? Um, yeah, so, somebody, well, I hit somebody, but it was the other person's fault. Like they pulled out in front of me and I was in a big car, nothing bad. But my car didn't replace and I got screwed by a, a rental company that it, it was rough. So yeah, it, it's tough. Me insurance haven't had a good relationship over the years um because there's like a new startup or like well not new but sort of uh it's been around for a while now root insurance down in columbus um that what they do is they use technology to kind of um you know gauge how how good of it they only accept good drivers oh, okay. <laughs> you know using technology to measure uh -oh. how good of you are a driver and then you know you'll get a really low insurance rate so um that's always an option I've heard out. I don't use it, but, um, um, you know, it's always, it's always, uh, that might be an option for some people who might not be aware of it. Say, we use State Farm and State Farm for us has been like a, a go-to standby, you know, through our marriage. And I, we haven't really been overcharged. You always think though, like if you're working from home, you know, do you have to use as much, but you raise a good point. I mean, you know, call your insurance and say, Hey, I'm not driving that much. Is there a discount I could have? Um, now, now, I wonder what happens if you're driving 25,000 miles, you know, like a ton of miles a year, and you say that. I wonder if they can find you out. or They can ask for your mileage, I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> we, want a, yeah. we want a photo. Right. right. Video footage. There's cr <laughs> well, man, or, 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 or uh, Joe Smith or whatever comes out to <laughs> Well, and Craig is working from home a little bit more now for the pandemic, but he's still a reporter. He's got to go out and cover his stuff. He's in Fremont, so a lot of driving, I'm sure, from place to place. Um, he goes out to Port Clinton, I know, sometimes to cover some stuff. So uh, how is it for you, Craig? Well, obviously, I'm driving a lot less. Um, I have not been offered any kind of discounts or, you know, money oh. back. And, and I and I usually, you know, every once in a while, not very frequently, but get a safe driver discount. I have not been in any accidents Um uh, as far as, you know, putting insurance claims on it, I hit a mailbox about 15 years ago. But, um, yeah, so I haven't had any accidents, knock on wood. Um, but with Progressive, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't have anything against them, but my, my rates have not gone down over the years. And, um, you know, I think uh, a lot of safe drivers kind of tend to pay a little bit more when they have premium claims from, you know, other people that get into accidents. And, unfortunately, I think we kind of pay for that, too, a little bit. But, 
you know, I, I, I certainly don't drive as much as I used to. I would have to drive about 20, it's about 20 to 22 miles every day to get into work and then 22 coming home. So I would, I would definitely put, um, around a thousand miles on per month, I would imagine. I mean, I, I'm usually putting 12 to 13,000 miles on per year. Um, so obviously that's drastically reduced. I, if I had to estimate, I would probably say last year, I might've put maybe five or 6,000 miles at most on. Uh, and that's because I mean, I'm the primary car. I have the only car. And, you know, if we go to other places or whatever, then we use that car. So, uh, definitely a lot less driving, but yeah, you know, going and especially being, you know, at work and being a reporter, you never know where you're going to drive when you get to work. So you can always put on a lot of extra mileage there. So yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see, you know, some kind of a give back here from these insurance companies. Will it happen? I'm not really, you know, anticipating that. And like maybe Brandon said, you know, it might not hurt just to go to them and say, Hey, I don't drive as much, you know, maybe you can, you know, give me a little bit of a kickback, but, uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what these companies are going to tell you, or you know, they'll just say no. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. A couple of facts I liked about the story. Um, it was interesting. They said the, uh, according to data by the Ohio State Highway Patrol, the number of accidents fell about twenty five percent last year, but the number of fatal accidents rose by eight percent. Um, there was a, a guy in a blog post said there's ample evidence that drivers are still going faster than they did, particularly at rush hours. So that kind of explains why, you know, mileage is down, but traffic uh, deaths are up. Now, again, that's more of a hardship. But otherwise, I'm not sure if that affects insurance. I don't know. I mean, it's good that consumer groups are out there, but I think it depends on what the companies want to do. Uh, because really, the only way a company if it's you know state farm or progressive or wherever the company would be if if they start seeing less business like you know brandon uh you know calls up and says hey can you do me a favor well his company was good enough to do him the favor but you know if they said no what's brands have a recourse okay hey i'm going to go to another company and i'm wondering you know insurance companies still have us i think because even if you take the stuff to brand it, it's hard to switch your car insurance. You know, sometimes it's a pain, you know, there's more other things you want to do with your time. So I, I like stories like this. I like the fact that there's uh, consumer companies, they're willing to help and do something. I, I just don't quite know overall what can be done. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I saved about 70 cents going to paperless. So that's, uh... there you go. I've been a progressive customer for 18 years. So, you know, give me a little bit of a discount. Just a little bit. I'll take Yeah, yeah. We got to sell some ad space at Progressive now. I mean, uh, <laughs> Craig's, Craig's doing a in the um, show ad for him pretty much. So. By no means am I bashing Progressive. I enjoy, I like Progressive. I like the, I like the, I like the stability of knowing that I've had it for like 18 years. But having said that, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting a little kickback, Whoa. especially now. Brandon, what do you think the odds are that um, Craig's uh, auto insurance is going to be canceled by the end of the day from Progressive? <laughs> because, you know, lots of fighting words from Craig about Progressive. <laughs> Brandon, at least you didn't mention your company. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Craig's calling out. Well, I'm trying good. to create some competition. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody else swoops in and says, hey, we'll give you a better deal. What are they uh, doing to you? I don't know. Yeah, Craig's a heavy driver. Uh, Craig's going to be spending time on the roads. So yeah, fight for Craig's services. How about that? Um, Want to talk a little bit now? I'm older. I, I think when I watched the original Space Jam, I was young, married. Uh, um, yeah, I think I was married at the time. I tell you, it was a true test of my relationship because taking your spouse to see Space Jam isn't a great move. You know what I mean? Like, it's date night. And, you know, when you think about movies you want to take someone to for a date night, Space Jam really isn't that high. And I just said, hey, back me up. Uh, I used to be a huge NBA guy at the time. Took her to see Space Jam. Say, hey, there's cartoons and everything. Have you guys ever seen Space Jam? Yeah, unfortunately. Brandon, have you checked out the, the wonder of Space Jam, the magic of Space Jam? I was too young to do it as a date night thing activity, but um, 
Um, yes, lots of times. Uh, right. We had VHS. <laughs> yes, VHS. Yeah, I used to have the videotape of Space Jam. It was great. Well, yeah, Space Jam was like this. I don't know what. Like, it was a movie with Michael Jordan, uh, various other NBA players, various cartoons. It was just kind of a cheesy story. Again, if you liked the NBA at the time, and if you liked the idea of cartoons, which, hey, I'm, I'm always been casually interested in cartoons. It was fun. Well, the reason why I bring this up is they it keeps on kind of getting pushed back a little bit. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic or maybe Hollywood is worried what's going to do to the world when Space Jam 2 gets dropped on everybody. But Space Jam 2 is coming. I'm hearing it's coming out in the summer. And I wanted us to take a look at this. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, Michael Jordan says, no more Space Jam. So they went to LeBron James, and being the Ohioan, we need to mention this, uh, because LeBron is starring in Space Jam. And over the weekend, he shared a video uh, with a trailer. So let's see if we can take a look at the trailer of this. This is kind of misleading to call it a trailer. <laughs> okay. Well, the closest thing. <laughs> look All at right. that. No, not even music. <laughs> Not even like coming soon or in, in in streaming in theaters on such and such 2021. So I haven't seen this yet. Did you even release a sound with us? I know. Just this, just this little gif. This was this this clip right here is was a part of HBO Max's bigger ad campaign that they had re, they had uh, rolled out lately uh, that. You know, because all of their movies this year are going to release in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. And this was the clip that they had of Space Jam within that larger sort of trailer that did not really have any kind of, you know, music or audio attachment from this specific, um, you know, movie. So, yeah, I mean, it comes out July 16th. Um, in theaters and on HBO Max same day, and it'll have that 30 to 31 day run on HBO max where you can watch it for free as a subscriber. Um, but yeah, this is all they give us. They've all, all they've given us at this point. God, so I'm getting sick. Just watching this over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a glorified, you know, gift basically. I mean, it's, and let me explain it real quick because you can watch this podcast via video or you can also watch it via audio via various podcast providers. So if you're listening to this audio, you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Let me explain this real quick before you uh, shut it off for all of our viewing sakes. Um, yeah, it shows LeBron. The whole thing is, what, two, three seconds. It shows LeBron kind of looking up or confused with a freaked out Bugs Bunny in the background. And what is being shot up in the scoreboard? Is it a ball or looks like a character? Could be a person. Yeah, maybe they did something bad on the court, and in this Space Jam, you uh, are punished by whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks very high tech and confusing, and a lot different than obviously the '96 version of, or yeah, the '96 version of Space Jam. So, you know. yeah, it just. Or, or was a character being resurrected or something? Like I, I don't know. It's very, very strange. Maybe it took a dark turn or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like you know, Frozen was a big movie, and you know, Frozen a little bit more adult themes. I mean, nothing bad, but may, maybe not nothing for your three year old to watch. But I don't know. I'm looking at LeBron's post, and again, very let's go Space Jam movie coming at y'all in just a few months from now. I'm so excited about the project. Can't wait for you guys to see. Uh, Tunes Against the World and the Kid from Akron. So, I don't know. I mean, I made a big deal about Space Jam when it first came out. Maybe I'll get HBO Max for, uh, you know, the free months so I can check it out. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm i not excited about that. I, I, I was waiting until today to watch it because I really thought LeBron was giving us a trailer, but he gave us three seconds of nothing. You know, what's up with that? Well, he doesn't have control over the marketing campaign just yet with HBO Max and Warner Brothers. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure this movie will will generate some buzz. Will it be any good? I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the first Space Jam. Um, I, I can't imagine. I've been wrong before, but I can't really imagine that they have anything unique to tell. You know, at the end of the day, it's about do you care about this story? Is there a reason to tell this story? 
other than it being a cash grab, like, you know, the war with grandpa was, you know, when you were talking to Bob, that's, that's kind of what this looks like to me. You know, it's LeBron James, big star. You can get the Looney Tunes in HBO, you know, HBO max has the Looney Tunes as part of their, their, um, you know, programming. So it's kind of like a, you know, a big promotional thing and to maybe try to generate, um, cause everybody's trying to win the cartoon wars to on their streaming services. So people gravitate towards that with their kids because their kids want it. So then they have to get it. So I think that's probably part of it. And I, you know, LeBron James is a well-known guy and, you know, he, he kind of cuts across the platform of sports and into entertainment and people know him if, even if they don't watch basketball. So I'm sure it'll do fairly well. It'll probably but, but you got to be a LeBron James NBA or a, a Warner Brothers fan to be somewhat interested in this, right? Well, I think you you know people know LeBron. You don't have to be a basketball fan to know LeBron, and most people probably know LeBron that aren't basketball fans. They might know him from the Sprite commercials and things like that. And you know, I think a lot of people grew up on 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 sort of the Looney Tunes and the and, and just cartoons like with Bugs Bunny. So I think they're going to hope that they can capitalize on that while also introducing it to a new audience of kids that maybe grew up on other things because there's, you know, a million cartoons these days. So I, I don't think you I don't think it's like a niche audience. I think I think they can, you know, expand that and, and still, you know, maybe have a successful theater run, whatever that may look like in July, but then also have a successful streaming run, too. Brandon, we once took a podcast, and if you go to the search bar of my uh, our website, viewfromthepew.club, type in Bugs Bunny, and you will find a podcast where Brandon and I and John Reed took, what, about a half hour to explore Bugs Bunny needing a girlfriend, and we were uh, speculating who that might be, and he said, duh, it's Lola Bunny. Are, are you interested in seeing if, if Bugs and Lola take the relationship to the next level in Space Jam 2? Yeah, I mean, Lola Bunny was like the highlight of the first Space Jam. I mean, that was at least according to six-year-old Brandon. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, will she come back? She's not in the second one. Yeah, who knows? They write, she got dumped. They write her out because she wanted uh, more pay. <laughs> wanted to be paid equally as Bugs. Um, will there be another love interest for Bugs? I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> go and replace her with. Uh, not Lola, Lula. <laughs> Should be in. Well, well, you're one of you guys have HBO Max, right? I have HBO Max. Yeah, I'll watch. I, just, I, I will watch have it. HBO. I will watch it. I mean, I I will probably watch it, but it's not high priority. Right. Yeah. I I would say it's a good three years from now. At TBS. Wow, Space Jam Two is on TBS. I'll have to check it out. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I can't imagine, especially during a pandemic, going. All right, we gotta go see Space Jam Two. <laughs> now, it'll be different if you have kids. Now, my daughter is starting to ask about Mickey Mouse and other stuff like that. But I, you know, she's casually interested in basketball. She likes shooting baskets, but I can't believe. I'll, I'll show her the trailer when it comes out, but I, I can't believe it's going to be, you know, that compelling to her. So I don't know. And I'm not going to make the mistake again of saying to my wife, "Hey, honey, we got to go check out Space Jam too." It just, <laughs> boy, it, it's going to be rough. Want to mention this quick, and I will say, um, Craig and I were talking about possibly doing uh, some cord cutters talk, maybe as early as next Monday. But kind of one of the previews that, um, Brandon, we've always talked in the podcast about new streaming services. CBS is coming out with Paramount Plus. Um, I guess it's going to take the place of CBS All Access. So they're saying it's going to be a little bit more of a a revamped CBS All Access. Does this sound interesting at all to you? Um. It's interesting. I, I, I it's it. It was interesting um, that it seems like it's a replacement for CBS All Access. I'll have to look more into that. But um, Paramount Plus though sounds a lot better roll off the tongue than CBS All Access. Um, but again, it's the same thing. Like another streaming, uh, another streaming service, another attempt at just adding a plus sign to their brand company's parent company's name. So. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'm kind of scared when McDonald's says, "Hey, we're going to do McDonald's Plus." <laughs> what is that going to? What well, is that going to entail and stuff like? You know, I'm being ridiculous, but um, 
Right. Well, what, but I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm looking at this. And again, this is just a USA Today article we shared. You can click on it from the um, podcast page. But it talks about CBS All Access, and it just mentions a couple new series. Like, you can watch stuff from BT and Comedy Central. Uh, but there's a couple new shows, and that's about it. Craig, here's my problem with this whole thing. <clears throat> Are we segmenting our like streaming services and everything else where if I get Paramount Plus, which is unlikely, and like there's a show called The Offer coming out. I have no idea if The Offer is great, bad, or upside down. I think the thing that's tough is, okay, let's say I come on the podcast and say, dang, guys, The Offer is a great show. We need to talk about and watch it together. Well, you guys are going to be like, well, I already have six different streaming services. I don't want to get Paramount Plus. Are we making it where we have all these own individual tribes of people watching their own streaming services, and we have no shared stuff anymore? Well, I think you absolutely are. I mean, you know, I've always, you know, back in college I had HBO, and it was a lot of fun to watch HBO. And, and you know, you want to you wanna create your market around what you offer. And not only does HBO offer new movies or things like that, but they also offer – you know, what they believe is a robust amount of programming that's original, that's new, that's always available. And that's what these streaming services are going after. Netflix does the same thing where they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows and original movies. And, you know, I think now the big fight is, especially with last year with the, with the pandemic, is to find a way to cut through the theater, the movie theaters. And you're, you're, you're trying to get your tribes of people that, you know, only want to watch, you know, certain things. So if you're a DC comic superhero movie fan, you're going to probably gravitate towards HBO Max because they're going to have exclusive rights over, you know, the, the, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, um, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 right now that I think has about four or five days left uh, of the free streaming service before it goes away and then probably will eventually come back. You know, Paramount Plus, is it's no different. It's like, you know, along with Peacock, the NBC Universal streaming service, you know, these people are trying to find ways to capture a certain audience. I mean, I know there was a lot of people that were upset that The Office left Netflix to go to Peacock, and that was a huge get for Peacock because at the end of the day, when you're starting these streaming services, you want to have something that's going to bring a huge audience in first and foremost with HBO Max, they had Friends and they had Big Bang Theory to try to cut through and bring in audience members. Paramount Plus is the same way. You know, they have this this Godfather spinoff uh, or whatever you want to call it, making of Godfather with the offer. They're going to have all the other shows that they've had with CBS All Access. But, you know, once you get it started, then you have to start growing. And, and the only way you grow is by original content. Um, you know, and I think Peacock had a good blend of new and old, but at the end of the day, Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max probably are the three main ones because they have so much original content, along with like Hulu as well. I'm almost with you, Craig. Until yesterday, I got a press release from Peacock trying to sell me on the new and approved Punky Brewster show. <laughs> and okay, I'm with new content, but if you're trying to sell right. me on Hey, you could watch a revival of Punky Brewster with new characters. I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> you, you lost me a little bit. Well, it, right, and they also have, and Peacock also went nostalgia with uh, having a reboot of Saved by the Bell, which a lot of people actually responded pretty positively to, uh, and actually liked it. Um, you know, I've I've watched a little Peacock. I do not subscribe to Peacock because they have the free version. And I, I felt like a lot of the stuff that I would want to watch on Peacock was actually in the free version. So, you know, they do have like two seasons of The Office on um, on Peacock that are free to stream, and then you have to pay for the rest of it. So, you know, it's it's a, it's, a, it's content wars, and you're trying to find a balance of you know what fits with what you like to watch if you don't want to get cable. And, you know, you can bundle a few of these things. You know, I have the Disney Plus bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus, and I have uh, HBO Max. So, you know, you, you can sort of find a bundle, and, and you're still paying less than cable while still getting access to a lot of different shows. I mean, I like Hulu for the, uh, the option of being able to watch next day programming off of, you know, network television. So if I want to watch Law & Order SVU, I don't have to have Peacock. I can just have Hulu as of right now. Now, that could change in the future with streaming contracts being up. But as of right now, 
you know, you just got to find what you like. And if you want to subscribe, you can subscribe. If not, I guess you can sit in the dark, I suppose. That's what we're going to these days. Brandon and I, when we talk offline, spend a lot of time talking about streaming services, right? And Brandon and I have negative reviews about AT&T Now. Brandon, it's gone. Did you hear they took away AT&T Now? Oh, I haven't. Yes. Um, I guess you can't order it individually. I guess you have to be AT&T uh, user to do that, which, again, good riddance, AT&T now. I, I got to tell you, Brandon, one thing that annoyed me about um, streaming services, I was – I think I talked to you about this before. I'm like, we got to check out Discover, Discovery Plus. I was all in. Um, my wife likes all these, like, TLC shows, like – Nine Day Fiance and House Hunters on HGTV. It brings like six of those channels together. So if you're into that stuff, you're all in. Brandon, I found out that they're not putting on new episodes on that channel. So if you subscribe to that, you still have to go elsewhere if you want new episodes of House Hunters and Nine Day Fiance and everything else. To me, I, I mean, hey, I'm a cord cutter. I'm not going to start subscribing to cable. But the whole thing gets a little bit convoluted and frustrating. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's 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 strange, like how the streaming services have popped up, um, and like you know, it seems like oh, this is a way to to um, uh, cut the cord on cable. But now it's like. Everyone, all these kind of companies have found out, ooh, we have our own content libraries. We can now just package it and sell it directly to people. So I don't know. It's, it is a content wars now kind of thing. And now, they're, now there's pressure to like create your own pro, original programming. Um, and then, of course, then the, the other thing we haven't really talked about is sports. Um, yeah. I mean, I know um, – Live sports is still is like probably the one thing that makes cable still stick around for a good for 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 now. Um, I mean, like at so with soccer particularly, like the Champions League in Europe is on CBS All Access. I guess that's going to be moving to Paramount Plus and um, uh, M uh, MLS games. Uh, you could probably catch them um, probably on like you know on a live some live programming with Hulu or. YouTube or YouTube TV when it's national broadcast um, and then work with hope and then for, for hopefully your re local regional uh, sports cables uh, broadcast deal has is is on there or not. Um, so, um, well, when um, you were mentioning a, a big thing, you were telling me privately a big thing that was coming up was uh, Fox Sports Ohio. Uh, Brandon's a big Columbus crew fan. Um, he was having trouble finding uh, games. I mean, there was a lot of providers that were dropping it. But now Fox Sports Ohio, and I'm assuming it would be the other Fox Sports around the country, are talking about setting up a standalone streaming service where you can stream, like for Ohio, be what, Crew Games and Blue Jackets and Reds and Indians. And it sounds interesting. Brandon, we've talked about this before. What do you think, if you had to guess, and we don't know this yet, what do you think a price point would be for something like that? Oh, geez. I, I'm scared of it. Scared of scared thing out well i'll say 15 dollars. i bet you though it's gonna be higher but um um but it is oh, just bro. for those yeah for spock fox sports ohio and sports time ohio those um i think and, if you get a streaming service that'll be like 15 dollars i maybe. would imagine that it would be just for your the one in your area like like if you were a fan of california teams you couldn't say oh i went to fox sports you know la or whatever it would just have to be ohio since we're living here in ohio right Unless you had a VPN, maybe. Yeah, that's, well, that's that's another problem. But well, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing, though. It's like you know, ESPN Plus has rights to some other soccer leagues. Um, Pe Pe Peacock Premium, you know, that's where a lot of uh, Premier League games, some of the the higher, higher, more anticipated ones, are put behind Pe Pe Peacock Premium instead of the regular NBC Sports. Uh, broadcast channel so it's all fragmented and people are just like i want one place for all this content <laughs> is that too much to ask you know it's funny it's funny that you bring up price points because you know i think if you had everything all under one roof you could probably charge a lot of money and people would pay for it because of the access to having all of it but if you look at it you know 
if you're just getting like Fox, Fox Sports Ohio and Sports Time Ohio, I don't think you can sell that for $15 a month. And here's why. You can watch the CBS All Access, at, well, it'll go to Paramount Plus, but CBS All Access, you're looking at their ad free is, I think, $9.99, or it's going to be $9.99 for their ad free support. And that's going to include like live NFL games on CBS Sports. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to include any of their college basketball coverage, things like that. But I well, think if you start looking at, you know, and if you look at cable package add-ons, you're probably looking more around if you're a sports-only network, especially if you're only getting certain channels, probably should only be in that 5 to $6 range because that's about what premium sports packages maybe cost on cable networks where you're getting like a bundle of sports packages like ACC Network, things like that. It'd be hard sell for me to get Fox Sports Ohio and Sports Time Ohio for $15. Well, I've looked at on CBS All Access, which is going to be Paramount Plus from you know, what we reported a little bit earlier, you only get the CBS channel in your area. So when they talk about NFL games, they're like here in Columbus, it's, it's CV10. So whatever the local game here in Columbus is the game you got on CBS All Access. Okay. Because really, it's just saying you get your local CBS channel streamed. That's about it. Because I got all excited as a Steelers fan going, wow, I can pick any of the CBS games I can watch. I'm all in. And they said, no, it's just based on what your local team is. Um, I, Yeah, Craig, I don't know. I mean, 15 bucks might be high. I would be stunned, honestly, if they sell for as low as 5 Because there's demand. I mean, right. talk to Brandon. Oh. And Brandon wants that. <clears throat> I, I know, Brandon, I'm hoping – for the sake of you and for me, I, I'd like to see it sell at 10. I, I don't know if that's too much to ask. I, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to be at five, but maybe 10 a month for that. I mean, maybe Craig's got a point. I mean, ESPN Plus, I think it can get somewhere around that five to six. Yeah, take five to eight. Yeah. I mean, they got more and they got way more sports, more sporting, I think, than Fox Sports. Uh, Regionals would would have, but, and that um, includes their thirty for thirty originals, and that also includes access to uh, their written form of journalism too. Where, you know, if they have like, you know, if you want to, Chris, if you want to see who the Steelers are picking at number twenty, whatever, Mel Kiper Junior's locked up until you get ESPN Plus, then you can read right. the whole thing if you have ESPN Plus. So I think it's all about what you know add-ons you have in ESPN Plus. I like it. I will say this though. Uh, I think their highest level, their highest resolution for streaming is 720 HD, which is a little passe now that we're into the 4K streaming of, of, of certain, you know, streaming sites. So I think ESPN Plus should up that. But again, you know, they're offering it, you know, for individually for like $5.99. In the bundle, you can get that, Hulu, and right. Disney Plus for 13 which is a great value. And I've already taken advantage of ESPN Plus watching some hockey out of market. Um, right. You know, watching my like Bowling Green. I'm a Bowling Green graduate, so I can watch the Falcons on, you know, ESPN Plus every once in a while too. So that's also a great tool for me. Right, because you live in the Mac area, you see more Mac on ESPN Plus. But if you're into Big Ten or SEC or Pac-12, you don't see those now. If you're into small right. college football, and if you are, it's fine. I'm not ripping anybody who does. It's good. If you like out market NHL hockey, where if you're like, I don't necessarily need to watch my local team play, it's fine. I, I, I look at, I was pitching ESPN Plus to Brandon because I'm like, dude, you're a soccer guy. You've got all these great soccer. But then Brandon came back and said, look, I'm a Columbus Crew fan. I live in Columbus. I'm blocked out. You know, no right. Columbus Crew game for me. And I guess the thing is, I'm willing to pay more. Just give me everything. Don't tease me like discovery plus don't say well we're not giving you current channels you gotta subscribe to hulu give me it all and i'll pay more i mean discovery plus i think you can get for five bucks ad free and okay great but don't piecemeal it i paid 10 15 bucks to say you've got everything you got new stuff you got originals uh you can watch it live and everything else don't screw around with me um espn plus i love the concept uh brandon how much would you pay if I say ESPN Plus has all the ESPN channels, everything, ESPN, ESPN2, um, you get everything. You know, we'll give you this MLS package. We'll remove the home restriction. I mean, would that be worth 20 bucks a month for, for, for you maybe? Yeah, 20 bucks. <laughs> I think, you know, I probably wouldn't say no to like a little higher, but I don't know, maybe um, 
Yeah, I think that would be that would be a fair deal. Yeah, but I just now maybe you said a couple of tier points. This Craig's right. I mean, a lot of us are on a budget. A lot of us say I don't necessarily need to watch all of that. You know, I'm fine. Like if I like the Mac, you know, hey, I get my Mac. I'm good with that. That's great. I, I I just hope that there's different things that are being offered. I'll tell you guys. I'm I'm a big NFL guy. I like the Steelers. I've been looking lately at, for next year. Uh, what do you call it? It's like NBA NBA NFL Game Pass, where it's like a hundred bucks a year. Right. The only catch is they don't give you live games, but you can listen to the games on radio, which I'm fine with. I don't necessarily need to watch it because oftentimes. But right after the game's done, you get the whole game video. You get broken down videos. During the week, you get access to NFL channel and all this stuff. You get videos. You get all this, like, you know, these documentaries and everything else. You get everything. It's not restricted by your team. It's not restricted by what market you live in. The only catch is you may not be able to watch a game live. But with the NFL right now, it's on six different channels. So, like, for the Steelers, I'd have to have six different channels to watch different games and everything. I just want one place. That might be worth it for me. I don't know. But, again, it's up to each individual person. I just get tired of, like, Discovery Plus offering, hey, saying, oh, this is Discovery Plus. Check it out. It's great. And then they're like, but we're not going to give you everything. Give me everything, and I'll pay for it. They may have some, and there may be some other factors with the Discovery Plus. I mean, I, I was intrigued by that, too, because of, like, you know, getting past seasons of, like, Food Network shows that you just can't get on Hulu. But I think there may be, maybe they might have some early restrictions in this process of, you know, trying to get same day or, or next day streaming of the of the of the, the current episode where they already have contracts with the cable companies and then probably with Hulu for some of those shows on Dis- on Discovery Plus. So there may be reasons for that. I'm assuming that they wouldn't think it's a good business model to not put new shows on, you know, the next day because it's a tough sell for me to pay five or six dollars for a Discovery Plus, even though I enjoy Food Network. I don't really care about the House Hunters stuff and all that, you know, the 90, 90 Day Fiance stuff. So I think it, it's a, it's kind of a tough sell for me. But if they have that next day viewing or live viewing, I think they would probably get a lot more subscriptions because of that. And a lot more money. You know, yeah, I, I pay for it. I pay more than five bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I right now I pay an introdu- introductory rate for HBO Max. I got it, you know, last year at the ground swell when it was like only twelve bucks. It's going to go up to fifteen bucks in May. I'm I'm going to keep it in all likelihood, but you know, you have to weigh the the costs of if it's worth you know that amount of money. And some people don't believe HBO Max should be more than say Netflix medium package that they have, but you know, it's about how you value what the content on their streaming service is. Very good. Just Brandon, like I said, let's don't get AT&T now. <laughs> That's the only, if you take away one thing from our harangue about streaming TV, AT&T now wasn't the, the greatest, but oh, well, it's good. Hey, we're trying something new. Um, you know, sometimes when we're talking, if we have a guest that cancels or anything else, we run out of topics. Well, we, we've had a full show, but there's a couple other things going on. So we have these extras at the end. So I'm going to ask a question. Let's each of us say it in one sentence, a response, and we'll get to the last couple of topics. Um, last, late last night, actually overnight, um, President Trump, 140 pardons and commutations, most noble Steve Bannon, Lil Wayne. Uh, Craig, any surprises? You got a sentence. Well, I guess Lil Wayne was a little bit of a surprise. I didn't know the president uh, was a Lil Wayne fan, but I guess he is. Brandon, any surprises or thoughts on the sentence? Nah, um, not, not, not surprised. This has been talked a lot about on Twitter. Um, you know, and uh, I think maybe the only surprise is maybe like there was no self-pardon or any pardon family members, but maybe that makes sense though, so. Yeah, I, I guess that was my thought too, is, you know, where was the self-pardon? And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, there was a conspiracy theory on CNN going, hey, he's still out till noon. So it'll be, if you're checking inauguration coverage, maybe that's something to watch out for. Um, the other thing, uh, in a sentence, what was your guys' thought on the um, the memorial? I don't know if it's a permanent thing, but they had service last night for the COVID. and all these like lights in the Capitol. What did you think about that? 
it's a nice gesture, I suppose. I mean, uh, you know, not much thought about it. Uh, Bram, were you able to see it? Uh, maybe a little bit. I think it was, uh, it, you know, it's always, it's always a uh, good gesture to kind of mourn for those who kind of lost to this, um, you know, lost to this disease. Um, yeah, I'll stop there. Let's finish my sentence that way. Well, and to me, I thought it was good. I mean, not that President Trump didn't care at all. I'm sure anytime people die, I'm, I, if you're a human being, you have to care about those who die. But you didn't really see that much open, sweeping gestures from President Trump. And it was nice that even the day before Biden took over, he at least addressed it publicly in a big way. Um, again, and that's not to criticize Trump to say he didn't care, but it was good that he set that tone the day before uh, his election. I'll leave it at that. Um, Jenny's Ice Creams, Brandon, a, a big place in the Columbus area, they have a new ice cream because Joe Biden gave them a shout-out on his Twitter. Um, it is White House chocolate chip flavor. It's vanilla bean ice cream with waffle cone pieces and chocolate flakes. Uh, Craig, are you into this? Uh, you know, I like ice cream, but it doesn't usually like me. So I think I would try it, but I probably would not. I'd probably regret trying it. Brandon, are you running to Jenny's today? No, it's cold. <laughs> right. Or are you driving to Jenny's? I'm sure you can pick up order. No, it's cold. Okay. <laughs> well, ice cream's cold. I, I'm interested. I don't know about vanilla bean ice cream. Maybe it's not bad. It's just something I'm not familiar with. So I have to check out. I've never been to Jenny's. I, I need to change that. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, he's been very outspoken as a Trump fan. Been very um, reports that he was trying to encourage, hey, martial law, stay in office. Well, Kohl's and Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond are dropping My Pillow. Uh, any, any surprise to you, Craig? No, um, you know, they can they can choose what they want to sell on their website, although I, I, apparently it's still on their website, but they can choose what they sell, and they decided to cut ties with my pillow. Brandon? What can I say? Shut up and sell pillows. Yeah. Well, and I think it's the, we have the freedom in our country to say what we want, support what we want, but at the same time, a business has the freedom of saying, look, you know, this isn't working for us, you know, and you might sit there and say, how dare they? Well, they're entitled to make business decisions that they want. Same thing as Mike Lindell. He can support who he wants to. That's where I say it. Sure. Um, Ohio, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but Ohio may pause new road construction because um, the gas tax isn't coming as much because we were not using as much gas. Does this disappoint you, Craig? Uh, it disappoints me a little bit. We had actually had like over $2 million ready to be invested in Fremont for new roads, and that's not going forward just yet. So it's not a surprise, but uh, certainly if you want to drive on nicer roads and maybe get higher in the top 10 for best driving states, we need to do this. Bram, what about you? Maybe it's a time to reflect and say we should find a new revenue source other than gasoline tax. <laughs> <laughs> maybe keep the gasoline tax, but maybe – I hate to say it, put a little tax on the insurance, on auto yeah. insurance. We're all we're all required to pay auto insurance. So, I mean, a, a slight, slight. I wouldn't mind paying a little just to make sure that roads get fixed. I mean, road politics in Ohio are, can be quite fierce, though. Well, and I'm into. Obviously, you've got to repair your roads. So I'm not going to say and say we shouldn't be taxed. But then on the other hand, I, I want them to be fixed faster. So if we go to insurance tax or whatever it might be, I want the projects to go quicker. I'm willing to help pay for them and willing to fund them. I just don't like these couple-year projects. They depress me. We got, we got to go a little quicker here. Come on. And then uh, Central Ohio Breweries, um, you know, they're one of the latest to be affected by COVID. There's a can shortage. Uh, are you upset by this, Craig? Well, I, I don't drink alcohol, so I'm not really upset from that perspective. But certainly you don't want to see Ohio businesses struggling ever. Uh, so hopefully uh, things work itself out. Um, uh, Brandon, what do you think? Uh, it's uh, the weather, the storm, I hope. And um, it's aluminum's not a scarce resource. It's just taken more, t more time to... Um, 
get their hands on it. Um, and it seems like they're finding businesses around here, finding ways to get creative and, uh, um, yeah, hopefully, um, it's just kind of another, another, uh, obstacle to get over overcome. I said, let's just adapt to bottles. I mean, whatever it is, if it's a canned <laughs> beer or canned soda or pop or whatever you want to call it, uh, let's go to bottles. Why not? Uh, it should be good. So. All right. Well, hey, it's another Ohioan for you. We made it through another day, Inauguration Day. Check out Inauguration. It doesn't matter if you're a Biden guy or Trump guy. It's history. Why not? Check it out. And if you don't even care about politics, if you don't like Biden or Trump, check out for the big entertainment. I'll tell you, I'm back to work today, and I'm obviously I'm going to need to have it on for what I'm doing for Gannett. But, man, I'm, I'm excited to see Garth Brooks, Lady Gaga, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what this Jennifer Lopez performance will be like. That's uh, the, I'm eagerly looking forward to that, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brandon shares my enthusiasm for Jennifer Lopez at the inauguration, but oh well. And then Garth is just like everywhere. It's like, you know, if you have an event, oh, is J-Lo on there? Oh, good. Uh, no, it's not an event then. <laughs> And the ageless Garth Brooks, who I didn't realize played for every president uh, rather than Reagan. Yeah, since Jimmy Carter. I didn't think Garth Brooks was that old, but apparently he is. Garth Brooks will be making an appearance. So I don't know what he'll play. Friends in Low Places might be interesting, but we'll see. We'll see. So, all right. Anything else, Craig? Anything you want to shout out before we take off for today? No, not today. Not to either, so it should be good. Well, check out Samara. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. Uh, check out Chase Bank again. Um, you know, open up account, set up direct deposit, you get paid. It's as simple as that. Uh, check out our sponsors on our page. Uh, connect with us and share us. It's been fun. Thanks for checking out the home. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day. <laughs>